Okay, welcome to you talking with Greg. Uh, I'm here with Adriana Forte uh, and somebody you've had several wonderful conversations with. I'm really looking forward uh, to continuing some of these explorations. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Greg. It's beautiful to be here with you. Uh, it's beautiful to have you here. Um, this conversation got sparked in an interesting way uh, mm -hmm. so that I'll let the listeners know. Um, there's something weird about listservs, and maybe we can mm. wander into this, uh, but virtually every listserv, that email listserv that I've been on is male dominated in a big time way. Men sharing mm -hmm. ideas. Um, and, you know, I come from a clinical psychology background uh, mm. where about 80, 85% of the people, clinical and school psychology, 85% are women. Uh, so mm -hmm. my professional career is dominated in some ways by uh, women. And yet, much of the academic listers I'm on tend to be male dominated. Mm -hmm. uh, I started the theory of knowledge list um, and about 40% of the people on the list are women, yet mm -hmm. about 95% of the contributions uh, are from men. And I mm -hmm. noticed that for a long time. I had a um, student um, who, Casey, who had noticed mm -hmm. this, uh, we had developed certain ways to kind of bring, maybe we'd open that space up. And then she had an idea uh, mm. for a, during Mother's Day, a Woman's Week Mother's Day conversation. Um, and that was fascinating uh, mm. because all of a sudden you could feel a different energy infuse the list. Uh, mm. And Adriana, you contributed one of the most beautiful sets of posts that several people were deeply moved by, um, mm. talking about your own journey, your own mm. philosophy. Um, mm. And so that's what brought us together. And I said, oh, I got to talk more to you and learn. <laughs> Um, more about that. So that's the context mm. that brought us mm. together explicitly, although we had had some mm. exchanges before that set the that planted the seed, as it were, uh, mm. for this conversation to blossom. So welcome. Mm. And uh, that's the mm. background and history. And uh, maybe mm. you can share a little bit about just what you saw there and your own thoughts and then get into your story about, you know, how you got to be where you are. Mm, thank you. Um, I'll just start by by um, sharing the emotion that I feel right now because uh -huh. um, it feels important to me because you know I'm the product of a, um, a culture mm. I'm informed I'm informed by right. a culture that has um, pretty much formed the way even I see myself. Okay. So uh -huh. it's not so it's not that I. Um, you know, I show up in these forums or in these spaces with full of confidence and I, I, I show up knowing that I'm what I'm that's risky, <laughs> that maybe mm -hmm. I'm going to be misunderstood. And mm. uh, because I have been many right. times, okay. mm -hmm. um, because and it's beautiful because I, I did hear you talk about the split between the body and mind. And this mm. is an area that we can weave together a lot. But I feel that this um, this split, um, well, I didn't know about it. Um, rationally i felt it i just felt that my felt experiences of life wasn't mm -hmm. matched by what people told me it right. was supposed to be totally. so um i guess that in the listserv when the invitation was there because it was you know i was watching it and i get inspired mm -hmm. and they're beautiful ideas and i don't feel that i could contribute much and mm -hmm. and i also noticed it was mostly men contributing and mm -hmm. but you know this is in, in most spaces that i've been kind of navigating um, for the past year and a half, the, the mm. sense-making world and the yeah. world, and so I, when when the invitation was there, I just I was just like, wow, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna show, 
a part of myself here mm -hmm. and let's mm -hmm. just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was scary. It is always scary. <laughs> Even like this yeah. conversation with you is scary. There's an mm -hmm. element of fear that mm -hmm. arises because, because I don't have many role models of that in the world right. of intelligent mm -hmm. conversations. Yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a fragmentation in which if you're intelligent or if mm -hmm. you're articulate or then that emotion is not allowed and then the mm -hmm. whole of me is not allowed and then so i've created um just ways to fragment myself and live Sorry. in this world and Sorry. and ha and have validation from from life because we need validation so my you know my type of validation was fragmented so um and and i started slowly in my own journey of mm -hmm. integrating that and i think that um I really appreciated the beauty of that invitation that Casey started mm -hmm. and that you held and it was shares from men and women and shares in intimacy and connection. And it's not, I'm not saying here, I have to be careful. I'm not saying here that's the only thing that's important, but it's weaving with. So then so, you have a, a listserv in which people can feel each other's hearts and then we right. can be with, with each other's minds. And that's, so, yeah. I love that. I love that. A couple of things. If people are just listening to this on podcast, I love the way your hands are moving here. Okay. <laughs> because, uh, you know, so one of the things I try to do in psychotherapy uh, as a mm. therapist, as I, I look for coherent integration vertically. Okay. Mm. Uh, and what I mean by that is there's the, the mind into the body. This is the felt experience of being the, the mm -hmm. connection with the rhythms of the body, with pleasure and pain in the body, the movement of the body. And, and, mm -hmm. and that creates the container for mind that Western thought forgets. I mean, they just, they try to cut that out. Uh, then you move from the body up to the heart and that's that relationship space, the felt sense of self and other in relation. Mm -hmm. And I, and you, mm -hmm. and I saw you move mm -hmm. your hands and then head, mm -hmm. you get right quarter behind mm -hmm. your eyes and your forehead. Mm -hmm. And for me, then spirit, you know, mm -hmm. up in relation. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. that coherent integration across that column that I'm really mm -hmm. interested in. And I believe, especially somebody sort of raised in sort of Western science, analytical uh, mm. traditions, that the head and propositional knowledge up here just comes mm. so dominant. Um, you know, uh, I'll confess that the podcasts right before you are, I enjoyed mm. them. They're older white mm. men of professors. And the feel of it, of this mm. moment is mm. radically different <laughs> immediately. Mm. And that's fascinating to me. And it's beautiful and beautiful because mm. quite frankly, this mm. is something we need to remember uh, and rediscover and we weave into our mm. culture, I believe, firmly. Yeah, and I love that you use the word remember. You know, the, one of my first teachers that was teaching me the women's mysteries that eventually we might get to that. And she says, it's time to remember, put ourselves back together, remember mm. ourselves. Mm. And I think that um, it's, it's so powerful. And, and, and I, I notice even in myself that... Um, having um having the the validation and i know that some women might be triggered by that and i mm -hmm. say that with love because i have to honor the trauma that is in my body mm -hmm. or, or the the lack of integration that is true so if i just speak from complete confidence and go like mm -hmm. i don't care about what you think of me that's not true that's not mm -hmm. true at all i care and i and i also so when i when you invited me to speak mm -hmm. you know i stayed with this felt experience of saying yes to this because mm. saying yes to this meant to me that I'm saying yes to to showing up and mm. showing up as the feminine with it and it feels mm. really vulnerable to me it feels um mm. and it feels I, I was even 
um, feeling into into the texture of that in relationship to you. And I was mm -hmm. thinking mm -hmm. that you're you're a perfect person for me to have this conversation with because mm. I trust your mind, but I trust your heart. Mm. And just in like birth, I mm -hmm. you know to birth mm -hmm. naturally, you need to trust the people that are with you because if you don't trust, you're gonna close your body and you're going to have a cesarean and you're going to have an, an intervention, <laughs> so, yeah, you know? So no I can open myself to this vulnerable part of me that I want to speak to and from mm -hmm. if I have to shut some part of me because I'm feeling judged or misunderstood or anything right. that um, totally. tends to happen in some of these spaces, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, I'd, something in my constitution has a that strong feminine heart in that sort of physicist head and they, you know, and figuring out that harmony is not always easy, it, mm. it, both vertically and, and relationally, I know, uh, but mm. certainly something that I hope this space would afford. And actually in my podcast, it's been, even in the podcast, mm. have been male dominated. So I'm really, I'm really happy that we have this space here and this mm. opportunity for you and I to connect and to embody uh, this mm. process, relational mode of being in the world that, that is intimate and connected and felt, you know, mm. more than spoken and rationalized. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I think I spoke to you the first time we spoke, I, I was trying to share with you the difficulty. And, and um, when I when I heard Jordan Hall talk about his wife, mm -hmm. and, yes. and that the fact that he speaks equally, one-on-one -on -one to men and women but then the women don't want to be recorded and I can feel that in me because that part of the aspect it's almost like I was trying to explain to a friend it's almost like uh, con being connected to to that um, dark or or mm -hmm. wordless part mm -hmm. of me mm -hmm. to, so that it can be felt and it can be transmitted and it can be in relationship to you because that's what I wanted to maintain right do that in this format in mm -hmm. on zoom with mm -hmm. you over there in spoken mm -hmm. word trying to be eloquent trying to make sense for the listener mm -hmm. all of that feels like a workout you know it's mm. a hard <laughs> it's, it's a hard process to be in relationship with right. because because that dark part of like i'm calling mm -hmm. it dark but it's the it's the um, the mystery or the yeah and, or, and the intuitive know? felt you know, um, non-verbal experience of being exactly. in relation. Exactly. What, what um, Ian McGilchrist talks about, the, the, mm -hmm. the right brain doesn't have words or whatever, mm -hmm. in, in whatever right. way we want to explain that. Um, so to, to transmit the felt experience of that with words mm -hmm. feels, it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's a, see, I'm losing the word. Mm -hmm. it's it like, doesn't do justice to its beingness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so so then I was um, so it's that. So that mm -hmm. so there was two things that came up for me when mm. I um, was in relationship to your invitation. One is, can I speak from that place? Okay. It, it, because mm -hmm. that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested because mm -hmm. what I don't see in these spaces is not that I don't see women. I don't see the feminine mm -hmm. much in men and women because it's there. I see every now and again, but it's um. It's not um, consistently there, and I want to invite yep. it in. I, I don't want to be, just, you know, it's not me. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. with my mess. I'm wanting to invite the mess in. I'm going right. like we need less sanitized, perfect, intellectual, just um, um, 
beautiful narratives because even my creativity is messy and and I'm constantly informed by you and 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 what I do in my creative process is is different and I want to just show that that's also um valid it's, right it's, no it's also yes. okay to do Absolutely. that totally um yeah totally yes no that, that and that I think expanding our sense of what is valid and the various modes of being and the processes of creation is, mm-hmm. is essential. And that's that's why I so appreciated that Women's and Mother's Week. And, and in particular, your contribution and you articulated your history into philosophy in a way that was very felt and intellectually brilliant and moving. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you could share a little bit about your your history, your journey and in, in, in mm. development to give folks a sense of your narrative mm. and how you got to where you are. Um, well, I, um, it's so hard to, to know where to start. Like, mm-hmm. where did it start? Right. It actually, um, you know, as a child, and I've heard Charles Eisenstein speaking about mm-hmm. that, as a child, mm-hmm. I, I, I felt a mismatch already mm. with, mm. with, with, the systems, which, okay. but mm-hmm. I didn't have where I was just like, ah, oh, people seem to think it's okay that, you know, the medical systems like that. I didn't have the words or, or hospital or uh, education or what, you know, it didn't, I right. always wanted to challenge, I challenged mm-hmm. the system, you know, I wanted to challenge the school system. Mm-hmm. But that was my way of saying, well, that's not, um, I even thought I wasn't intelligent in a mm. school system that mm-hmm. um, required something of me that I didn't have, didn't know how to give. Right. So I didn't have, and then when I went to an American school, which I know in the, you know, still has its, um, its problems, but in the Brazilian, because I'm, bro- I'm born in Brazil, in, in <laughs> the Brazilian system was very, um, it's almost extracted things from America and, mm. and other countries, but it mm-hmm. made it even more sanitized and more, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm split between body mm. and mind even more mm-hmm. split so we didn't even have the sports or so when I went to America and it was more f- freedom in my expression mm. I noticed that I wasn't uh, challenging I didn't feel like challenging I didn't need to challenge and mm-hmm. what raised mm-hmm. and what sparked for me was a creative just creativity like when mm. I when I felt met I could be creative mm. so that's like a, I, I didn't have that narrative for a long okay. time but I could see that that was working and mm-hmm. then I moved to Asia mm. um, when mm. I was around 26 and mm. in Hong Kong even though Hong Kong is again it was a split it was such a split <laughs> it's a beautiful combination of mystery and mysticism and depth mm-hmm. and I was introduced to Buddhism and I was you mm. know starting my spiritual practices there and at the same time it was a playground of narcissism and and mm. money mm. and 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 mind and whatever so, it, mm-hmm. I, so I was in those two places and and then I I got divorced and when I got divorced I went to India for a year wow and in India I, and I kept coming back to Hong Kong back and forth okay. for my visa. So uh-huh. in, in this whole process of integration, I was doing uh-huh. externally what I was doing internally because right. I was almost a little bit schizophrenic because I was in India, I was waking up at four in the morning and doing yoga and being really austere. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then I'd go to Hong Kong and just go in the narcissistic path. And, uh-huh. I, would just, and I just did that for That's a year. Uh-huh, and I, uh-huh. and I, and I, and I started noticing that a lot of my values of like, cause in Hong Kong, I had more um, money and my friends, mm. you know, um, the places mm. that I was going mm. would be considered, um, it was all, it's, it was comfortable. Everything was comfortable. Okay. And in right, India, right. I was, 
in discomfort. Hmm. <laughs> but I was, you know, I was backpacking, I was traveling, mm -hmm. I was, um, <laughs> but that, but there was some beauty arising for me that I couldn't quite understand. So that, mm. that journey was very profound. Yes. So that informed me a lot. It was a, a, a and I couldn't, and I couldn't actually make sense. That was the first time in India I visited many um, spiritual mm -hmm. teachers. I sat mm -hmm. with a lot of non-dual teachers and I did a mm. lot of things and I didn't have books on that mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. scaffold, mm. which was a blessing. And a curse. I think mm -hmm. it was ultimately a, a, ble a blessing, mm -hmm. but it was a mm. curse too, because I didn't have anything to land on. Mm. So I, um, when mm. I, I went to an, a, a particular ashram space and they did a lot of um, rituals and ceremonies and mm -hmm. things that my mind couldn't understand what they were doing. I couldn't, every, every time I tried to understand what was happening, I would mm. judge. I was, mm. But something eventually, when I let go of the mind, something stepped, started happening for me, in mm. me. Mm. And I stayed mm. in a state of beauty, even though mm. my world was completely collapsed. I had divorced, I didn't have money, I didn't have a career. I did, mm -hmm. And uh, I was experiencing a fulfillment and a, and a bliss that was mm. actually long lasting mm -hmm. that I had never experienced before with anything external. So right. that actually really informed me. And, um, mm. but, it, but when I tried to um, come back and, and explain, mm -hmm. I, then I, um, I started judging myself because I was met with a world that would say that I was going crazy. I was in denial. Uh, I had, mm -hmm. you know, I, so, so, all, so there was a big process mm. in that. Mm. And where I got to the, um, to the feminine, I mean, may, mm -hmm. maybe that's what you're asking about. It well, was, I, I, just your, your story is obviously so rich. I mean, you, I could tell that I didn't know what the background was, but I could tell that it had many different threads woven together and clearly mm. that's right and i mean listen to the the multicultural global you know embeddedness and culture dynamic that gave rise to your development is is mm. fascinating to hear as you as you narrate mm. that so that's cool that that lays the groundwork for you know the more stuff i was conscious of but i appreciate mm. that backdrop because i think that gives a richness to you know mm. what was growing inside of you in relation Mm. It was almost all my, like my frames of reality were collapsing because mm. I had been taught about things and, mm -hmm. and these things actually didn't actualize. They were mm. not true. When I lived in Hong Kong with money, with this and that, mm. I wasn't happy. And then when, they, so I started, I started going like, ah, oh, it was an important um, questioning that started arising for me. And, and that was, I guess this opening in me allowed me to when I moved to Australia, so mm -hmm. then from, from India, I moved to Australia. <laughs> and then I met my, my partner in India, my, wow. he's English, and I met him mm -hmm. in India, and we traveled India, and mm -hmm. then we moved to Australia. And, and when I moved to Australia, after some years, I mm -hmm. wanted to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And when I wanted to get pregnant, I noticed that I was petrified of getting pregnant. Huh. Because I knew, I knew that, what, again, what had informed me was mm -hmm. a very medicalized culture mm. in which my, and even in a very intimate way, my aunt, mm -hmm. which I love, is mm -hmm. an obstetrician gynecologist mm -hmm. that had mm -hmm. two cesareans herself, which is totally fine. And I say that with, without the judgment, but I just, right. I just, I'm just saying, um, so the way that I felt uh, what was possible in my thoughts, mm -hmm. what was possible for me was mm -hmm. that. 
Mm. And I, at that time, I didn't know anybody in my context that had given birth naturally. So to mm. me, that was very foreign and weird. And uh, mm -hmm. But when I moved to Australia, Australian people have, um, again, it's, it's still Western and it's still mm -hmm. medicalized from some perspectives here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they do have a culture that weaves with the natural world much more so than mm. the Brazilian culture. Brazilian culture is more sanitized, even though people mm. don't think that. Hmm. So... Uh, we have like we had a, a crazy rate. I think was eighty percent cesareans when wow. I gave birth. Was something really really big. Was I think one mm -hmm. of the biggest in the world. So Australia. So when I when I came to Australia, what happened was that I um, started meeting normal people, and I say normal mm -hmm. people because mm -hmm. I had already um, a bit of a reputation with some <laughs> of my family and friends, and that mm -hmm. I was doing things, you know. Yeah, like differently, you know, <laughs> you were the like counterculture crazy, huh? <laughs> I was the counterculture crazy, which which sometimes it comes matched with irresponsibility, like irresponsible. There was an ir irresponsibility, you know, to right. that. Mm -hmm. So when I wanted to get pregnant, I was like, oh, I have to be responsible with that. Mm. But when I started meeting inverted commas, responsible women that were not completely crazy, not they were not hippies, they were not outcasts, they were normal women. Mm -hmm trusted their bodies and were giving birth naturally. That mm. was just mind blowing to me because mm. I, it, was a, um, it was like a new thought was possible in my, in my mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. And that took me on, on a path that I can mm. share more yeah, of. No, that's a, that's, a, that's a great setup and we will do, uh, drop into that path. But I, I think that Here's a, the narrative that bringing up for me in my own history and psychology in particular, you know, when psychology started, they took babies away from moms, you know, and mm -hmm. they would, and they would socialize them with reward and punishment and, and they did serious damage, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to the attachment mm -hmm. structures until mm -hmm. we sort of just woke up and had some notions about what we were as primates in the natural world in a particular mm -hmm. way. So, um, uh, to me, the idea of being aware of our natures and being in touch with those um, and being um, recognized that so much of modernity with all of its power on the one hand, uh, it can be have such deep blind spots to key aspects uh, of what we are is certainly a point that I would want to echo in a number of different contexts. So I'm glad that we have a mm -hmm. chance to echo that here and uh, mm -hmm. and listen to your heart as it goes through a wide variety of different journeys and then gets to a place where it really it sounds to me like you're sort of on the this brought you to the uh, precipice of your own sort of awakening philosophical philosophy mm. or um or I'll, I'll let you finish that up but that's what mm. uh, that that's a cool backdrop for us to get a better sense of uh what your story was about mm. You know, on this um, on this journey. So when I decided, when I was like, okay, so I I can birth naturally, <laughs> let's do this. What I what I noticed is that I knew there was an intuitive sense that I knew that I had to feed my mind and body with mm -hmm. only certain nutrients because I mm. I wouldn't have the capacity um, to birth naturally if I if I relied on my, on my own instincts, because actually my own instincts didn't trust my body. And that yeah. was a, that was, that was a sad recognition. Um, but I, so I, the first time I sat with one of my teachers, Jane Collins, an Australian beautiful woman, midwife. And mm -hmm. I sat with her and a bunch of other women, pregnant women. Mm -hmm. 
and we were doing this pregnancy workshop and I sat with them and I said, we had to share our intentions. And, right. and I was like, I'm going to birth. I had this spill. It was really masculine. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, and I'm going to birth naturally. And they all looked at me and they were like, yes. And I was like, <gasps> like, that's okay. Like, like the, I think they are, yes, they're mm. just the normality in mm. that circle of what it was so mm. not normal in my context. Mm. It was such a healing medicine for me because I would I something landed in my body that it's not um, I wasn't crazy. <laughs> what I was wanting to do was normal. But I have to say that um, you know it's important for me to say that because um, part of like my desire to start speaking about this and mm -hmm. and um, is that still today as as we speak. Um, the, the medical system still sees as a priority mm -hmm. to um, measure and weigh a baby as soon as it's born. Mm -hmm. Th that's still the practice. It's still, mm -hmm. it's still, um, it's not informed by the intelligence of the feminine. It's not, it's not informed by that. And there is a massive split in that. And, and what happens is that I have seen over and over again, friends of mine that are, uh, I'm going to use a word, you know, I, sometimes I make it more binary than it is just mm -hmm. for the sake of understanding, mm -hmm. but they, they, re they reside deeply in the feminine, meaning mm -hmm. they trust and they're just soft. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and these women, a lot of them don't birth naturally, even though they mm -hmm. really try because the system is set up in a way that um, as, soon as, um, as soon as you have something that's off the mm -hmm. clock or, mm -hmm. or, or, or what yeah. it fits into... Mm -hmm. 39 weeks, 39 mm -hmm. to 40 weeks, or these, yep. whatever contraction, or how much your cervix has to open, whatever. As soon as you fall out of that, uh, intervention starts. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then, it, you know, there is the, this beautiful story that I read on the book of my, this teacher of mine. Mm -hmm. And the story is that um, this caterpillar is, is trying to come out of the cocoon mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. struggling and it's really struggling. And then a man is watching that struggle mm -hmm. and it's not out of malice. It's out of love mm -hmm. that the man goes like, I'll, I'll help you. I'm going to mm -hmm. help you. Mm -hmm. So then he goes and he cuts the, the chrysalis. And mm -hmm. when he cuts the chrysalis, the butterfly comes out in ease, but the, but the mm -hmm. wings um, still have fluid in them because the right. whole process of, of struggling is necessary. So then the butterfly can't fly and it right. dies. Mm. So to me, this is like, mm. it's, I don't see, so it's important for me to say because the frame of patriarchy, there are a lot of things there that I, I don't really resonate with the mm -hmm. framing because it can be misunderstood. Mm -hmm. So what I see is that the intelligence of the masculine or the mind alone will come up with solutions that, mm -hmm. that miss what is needed because, because the, it doesn't understand. So it's, I imagine that obs, obs, obstetrics or mm -hmm. it wants mm -hmm. to help the pain totally. of women, yep. mm -hmm. but in missing that actually that exercise is necessary. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was one of the most painful things I've done and was one of the most profound and beautiful and ecstatic experiences that I can only have when I trust and when there's trust. And a lot of women go into these spaces and they judge themselves for not being able to birth naturally. Mm -hmm. They have a light environment and I have a doctor measuring them every five minutes and mm -hmm. it's just not going to happen. It's not sacred enough. There's no sacredness in right. holding it. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, mm. that's, yes. that feels important for me to just put here. Definitely. No, I think the, that, that deepens uh, the meaning in my, uh, you know, the, 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 I feel that, you know, I feel the meaning of that. Mm. That's, that's cool. How old? Just curious. How how long ago was this? How old are your, your children? Uh, my children, uh, so ten and a half. So that ah, journey started that when I was wanting to be pregnant. So it was like around twelve years ago. Gotcha. I started like the descent into <laughs> the because it is a descent into the body, right? And mm. and what's fascinating is that um, so in, in one way, I can say that the masculine in me, which was much more familiar to me mm. until my pregnancy was what saved me from um, intervention because I was very diligent. I was discerning. I created mm -hmm. structures and systems. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I don't trust the medical system. So I'm going to have a doula. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have, so I, so I, I went into this very beautiful space really mm. in the masculine because mm. I, I needed to, to have my back, have the mm -hmm. back of the feminine. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I kind of like, um, I became more aware of it as, it as it progressed. But the second time, I, so I had a beautiful birth. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was uh, mm -hmm. completely, you know, it was beautiful and everything else, and, mm -hmm. you know, that comes with it. But the second time around, what, what the difference to me is that I discovered trust in mm. my body. So the second time around, I did it very differently. I didn't, I didn't set foot in the hospital and I'm not, adv I'm not advocating for that for mm -hmm, everybody. Mm -hmm, it was for sure. my own, mm -hmm. for my own initiation. I was like, can I come from a very medicalized system? Can I come from Brazil where it's 85% whatever cesareans and an obstetrician uh, mm -hmm. aunt, can I come from that and trust so much in my body that I'm not gonna set foot in the hospital? Wow. the whole pregnancy so then I, I had enough trust that I was I wanted to have a home birth mm -hmm. and I had a midwife <clears throat> and in that and even then my intention was so strong because my so I don't know if you know but usually in the medical system if you're over 40 weeks you're mm -hmm. overdue so that yep. means that you know your baby is Mm -hmm. not on the right time uh, <laughs> by some standards of when the baby mm -hmm. should be born sure. And my midwife was, she was beautiful. She was like, that's, you know, everybody in my family was born at 43 weeks. Mm -hmm. That's not, you know, you, you understand your body. You understand your body. You so I had enough of that, mm. that when I was, when I was uh, in 42 weeks and then the whole pressure of the world was coming on mm. me, on my world, mm -hmm. you know, my partner was very supportive, but mm. even him, he was like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't <laughs> need to go to the hospital? And, and, you know, I can't say that it was a really interesting process because aside of sure. me, was like, wow, if I make a mistake here, I'm going to be crucified, you know? So can mm -hmm. I trust, mm -hmm. can I trust this? And so my child was born in 42 weeks or okay. which is right. uh, super overdue for, for some mm -hmm. um, standards. And she was born in a way that she was born in 45 minutes. So it was a very wow. quick was a very quick birth mm -hmm. but what was beautiful was that my my midwife hadn't even arrived so wow. my partner got my baby and i i birthed wow. alone you know with wow. my, my mom was there so for me it was it was the trajectory it was the mm -hmm. it was the mm -hmm. healing journey of um 
of a complete mistrust in me to, mm-hmm. I can do this. And I remember, and I think, I don't know if I shared it with you, actually. I remember the felt experience because I birthed, I wanted, so my mind wanted an, a water birth. I wanted mm-hmm. this, I wanted that. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't have a water birth both times mm-hmm. and they were beautiful, mm-hmm. but I had this beautiful altar with things that now I see they uh, invoke a felt experience that I need to be in Mm. to deepen my state of awareness so I can trust. So I had all Mm. these gifts from friends and flowers Mm -hmm. and words Mm -hmm. and different things that I wanted to birth in front of my altar, but it couldn't Mm. fit my pool there. My Mm -hmm. pool, so my pool was somewhere else. But because I couldn't make my way to the pool, when I saw where Mm. I was birthing, I was birthing in front of the altar. And I remember this felt experience of later, I would say, ah, that's the big bang. It was was like, it was potentiality into actuality. It was like from invisible to manifest and I'm doing it now. And it wasn't a thought, Hmm. it was what happens. And it was, Mm -hmm. and and when that happened for me in birth, that that imprinted my body, that that's life. That's like, it's a big bang happening in mm. us now what we're creating right. now what's happening now and um there mm. was a landing for me from abstraction to embodiment mm. and a whole different way of of living and experiencing life that mm. was initiated then and obviously still um clearly still you know still um wow. unfolding it's an unfolding. present and <laughs> present and folding yeah no that's yeah. a that's um powerful i mean you know you can you can feel that those transformational moments i've had a mm. few not not through that exactly watch them bert mm. <laughs> i have three mm. children um mm. and uh yeah no that's a, i love that big bang imagery that's a that's a really that's a very intense uh, mm. uh and 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 then to return to the body and then find your trust and then and then from that you really you really started sort of on a on a journey of reconstructing this worldview and embodied feminine or you know you you take me a little bit then on that journey in relationship to kind of it you you articulated on the tok list a very profound philosophy about uh women's bodies about being in the world about um uh, elements that are forgotten or suppressed in our culture things along those lines um that i was very much moved for by so are you um I don't remember exactly what I talked in the listserv, so I, and I don't, so I, um, but what I can say, and then you can add things and we, we mm-hmm. will weave into that. Then, so that was a, that was a, that was a point of connection for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I started noticing, you know, through this journey is that um, it's easier for our culture to, to connect through birth and pregnancy. Actually, a lot mm-hmm. of women connect to their bodies through pregnancy and birth. Uh, and then they forget again, you know, we, mm-hmm. we forget yeah, again. That's consistent again. with my, uh, <laughs> my family. <laughs> and and to, with so many of us. And what we forget is that actually to be able to conceive and have a baby, we need to have a menstrual cycle. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's completely not a thing. That's just like, that's a th- that it's, it's hmm. even, I find it fascinating. So in the beginning, I just, um, I just find it fascinating that um, it was never a thing. I mean, for me, it started with grieving because when I studied with this teacher of mine, so Jane, Australian mm-hmm. teacher, 
she took me she took me on this journey from pregnancy and then I studied with her longer periods in which we remembered our menstrual mm -hmm. cycle and we mm. so in this journey of remembering my menstrual cycle and remembering it's not you know the menstrual cycle or or, or the menstrual period when people talk about the menstrual cycle in our day and age we think of menstruation but that actually yep. is a window it's a little it's a little time totally but what is completely missed by culture is that what happens when a girl becomes a woman she is initiated into living cyclically so mm. what that means is that she's never going to be linear until mm -hmm. she stops menstruating Mm. only menopause mm. so that that experience of reality for her is always going to be cyclical now there are lots of little um pieces that were missing for me that have been filled over the years through uh, studying with Terry O'Fallon developmental mm -hmm. models right. through um the work of Thomas Hubel and understanding trauma mm. and, mm -hmm. and, and understanding Gabo Mate's work and understanding mm. and then Philip Shepard's work about the split between body and mind that you speak mm -hmm. of. And just recently Gebs's work mm. and Bonita Roy's work. So mm -hmm. all of that informs me again, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, brings me into a different form in which I, I can integrate bits that were were missing because when i when i started living when i started integrating my experience of the menstrual cycle and so in the beginning what happens is that you are fed this new uh information right so okay you have a menstrual cycle and which we know but we are disconnected mm -hmm. from and then i'm taught by a teacher mm -hmm. because this wisdom is lost i mean i i, I didn't grow up in tribes or with my grandmother and mother talking about it or sharing with me was shame and silence all the way through. And this is like, this is everywhere. I mean, apart from really few people that I talk with that have had either hippie parents somewhere here or yep. it's consistent. It's either shame or silence, which is shame. Mm -hmm. So, so then you have that. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll pause you there for a sec. Cause yeah. that's actually, I was really struck by that in your comment to the list okay because yeah. i'm i'm fairly well read and broadly connected in a wide variety of different ways um but i was struck by the salience with which you spoke and the richness and embodiment with which you spoke about the cyclical nature of of, of being the fem embodying the feminine of being coming a woman and what it means across all levels and the way mm -hmm. in which we've cut the mind out of that and socialize people in relationship to mm -hmm. it and sliced it off and then said, oh, well, you have your period for a couple of mm -hmm. days of the month and that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. And then you brought to life from my vantage point, a particular rhythm, a psychic mm -hmm. rhythm of being in the world that reflects mm -hmm. that body process in ways that mm -hmm. I, you know, um, and of course, obviously I'm a man, so I'm a little bit more disconnect there, but I'm pretty well read clinical psychologist, mm -hmm. et cetera. And, and it was just, it was refreshing and it just rang true in a particular way. It's like, we are way underdeveloped in that regard. Mm, mm. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons I really wanted to have mm. this conversation and have this shared in relationship mm. uh, to the podcast, because it is mm. like, yes, let's deeply reflect on this core aspect of, uh, of embodiment. Uh, another thing that I'm attentive to in our society, you know, I think we really need a a feminine that a feminism that remembers mm. the feminine. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and you spoke to that obviously by by virtue of what you were saying. So those are some of the things that really caught mm. my heart and eye and mm. attention uh, and mm. why I wanted to have this conversation and, and dialogue mm. with you about your own 
uh, journey and insights in this regard. Mm, yes, thank you. And um, yeah, I appreciate hearing it because I, um, so, the, so I'll just speak a bit about yeah, the please, cyclical yeah. aspect and then I'll, so you are, so when a woman is in a, a you know, right after her, period when she stops bleeding she starts the follicular phase so she starts so energetically what that feels like and and hormonally because obviously mm -hmm. the hormones are you know uh, are pumping and you're you're becoming more out into the world you become more eloquent you become more discerning you become more precise um so there is a crescendo in your energy that that um mimics the sea mimics or is in tune with the seasons so the mm. energy of the seasons the mm -hmm. spring and summer mm. are the the energies of the follicular phase so then you have ovulation being the peak being the mm -hmm. summer in which the woman is eloquent and even there's research which i won't be able to quote but <laughs> I don't even know if it's validated or not, mm -hmm. but it lends true to me that a woman is more attractive and she's more eloquent and she's more, you know, in during yep. that, which makes sense because that's mm -hmm. when she, you know, she's uh, from a, from a um, animal perspective, you know, we want to be seen. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and then this part of the cycle is super validated by culture. It's like, mm -hmm. yes, great. This is amazing. You're mm. out in the world, you're doing your thing. And then the whole other half of the cycle is the descent. Mm. which happens every month for around like 40 years of your life is the descent. Mm -hmm. So post ovulation, when the egg is not fertilized, mm -hmm. some women experience like a, it's as if it's like a mini grief. It can be experienced. Mm. It, it's, it varies for different mm -hmm. women, mm -hmm. but there is a tangible felt experience of it's like summer going into autumn. So it's still mm -hmm. hot, but it's, mm -hmm. it starts, you know, the flower mm -hmm. starts like wilting a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's that descent and then it progresses into the descent and, and then it's autumn and then it's winter. And then when you're, when you're, our culture calls PMS, mm -hmm. premenstrual, which I'm, I'm saying, our words are spells that we're casting constantly. Mm -hmm. We're saying things and mm -hmm. they carry power. And mm -hmm. we are talking about such powerful phase in our cycles and our intelligence um, as a, a, an apology in an apologetic way. Mm -hmm. Like I'm premenstrual. So, mm -hmm. okay, forgive me because I'm not quite what you expect mm -hmm. me to be or mm -hmm. as intelligent in that particular mm -hmm. way. And, and then... And then you enter the menstrual phase in which is the deep dark winter, you know, mm. it's the equivalent of midnight. And mm -hmm. so, mm. but the thing is, it's a really, mm. it's like a double bind um, to talk about these things because, and that's a piece that I couldn't quite get because mm -hmm. first I was informed by this and I was like, it made so much sense in my body. Okay. I was just like, wow, this is mm. massive. I can't believe mm -hmm. I didn't connect to this. So mm -hmm. then I noticed that I, I lived an abstraction of me. I, I, I believed more the idea of what it means to be a woman mm. than actually the felt experience because I wasn't mm. in my body mm. and I couldn't feel that. So, so, and I can see how some friends or people doesn't ring true because, mm -hmm. because if you're not in your body, you don't, under, it doesn't, you don't experience that. You experience right. mm -hmm. some inconvenience and something mm -hmm. and you just push on, push on. And, and the thing is, when we have created systems that don't match that, I mean, if you don't see that anywhere, so you have an initiation, let's see, because after that, I'm, I'm skipping a little bit, but when I, after I, I got initiated into all that, I was mind blown. Mm. And I was, there was, what happens for a lot of women is grief and sadness and mm -hmm. anger 
Mm. Um, because they're like, wow, mm. I can't believe I've been divorced from my body my whole life. And some women only understand that or only come because some women come into this type of work when they're menopausal like you're coming to this work when you need right so pregnancy right. or like oh i'm having mm -hmm. uh problems with my reproductive system or mm -hmm. i'm mm -hmm. having fertility happening or mm -hmm. something happens and then something lands and and some women get into a space of deep grief and mm. and what happened to me is that i started searching in a way how come like what mm. like what mm -hmm. what happens that we can mm. live like that mm. and i started talking even to men inquiring with men mm -hmm. and they couldn't understand me they couldn't understand mm -hmm. that was a big deal or that was a mm -hmm. thing so mm -hmm. i would mistrust my judgment mm. because if it's not seen by culture then it's not true so i had a whole <laughs> i had a whole journey in myself to to to, to be able to, as I said to you, to be able to, to uh, coalesce or unite and go like, mm -hmm. well, if I look at the world out there or the systems, it's like the, mm -hmm. it's like the mm -hmm. reconnection of the younger part of me, mm -hmm. reconnecting to the systems that have been created from a fragmented mind mm. that actually doesn't even, so the corporate world or the school system or the mm -hmm. med medical world or the financial system or the splits in how we have to be in our work and the split between body and mind and emotion and head. And, and I was like, well, of course, we're not going to see the menstrual cycle because mm -hmm. seeing the menstrual cycle is inviting the mess in. It's saying, mm. I can't predict you. You're not reliable. Mm. I can't, you, you're not going to be. If I say, you know, when I when I started teaching mm -hmm. women, because then I started teaching women, spending time with women and <clears throat> women would say to me, they'll be like, what do I do with that now? Mm. What? What do I do? Because I can't go back to my work. What do I mm -hmm. do with that now? I have pain and or I'm mm. not, you know, I'm not functioning mm -hmm. in this way, but it's not a less than mm -hmm. when I'm not functioning in this way. And I don't know if I shared that with you, but what's become increasingly uh, present for me is that the work of Gebza mm -hmm. helped me put another piece into that mm -hmm. because Gebza mm -hmm. talks beautifully about the archaic and magic right, and mythic right. elemental structures as, mm -hmm. as ever present together mm. with the mental, it's ever present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the menstruation, in birth, in the magic is very present. That's mm. that's like the connectivity. The ego mm -hmm. structure is not as present. It's a more mm -hmm. diluted ego structure. You're much mm -hmm. more permeable. Mm. So when you're much mm. more permeable, of course you're gonna get irritated if <laughs> you're you know you're you're mad you're mad by a world that wants something of you. And it's just, it's just like a wound. It's just like a, you're, you're, you're raw in the skin mm -hmm. and somebody keeps touching mm -hmm. that, keeps mm -hmm. touching that. Mm -hmm. And then we created words to make, to, to validate the pathologizing mm -hmm. of actually something that's not, it's not a pathology. Mm. It's, it's an intelligence. So mm -hmm. I, um, what mm. feels really alive for me is that, and my commitment, and when I said yes to this is, mm. um, I'm ready. Like I'm, I'm ready to speak from that place because I want to help, you know, if we're having conversations in game B or whatever it is, and these <laughs> conversations don't include this, mm. they need to include this. And I'm not saying they need to include me, but they need to include 
everything that it represents because otherwise we're still gonna have a better game a we won't have mm -hmm. we won't mm -hmm. have something that is informed mm. by both the masculine and the feminine so we can dance in this dance together in beauty and in love right. Right. and in reciprocity you know mm. oh beautiful yeah yeah no i completely agree where did the did how much of this um did you you mentioned a couple of sources but i'm just really curious as to was there a particular source on sort of the embodiment of the menstrual cycle or a particular um learning community that you were participating in that really uh, enriched your views on on this yeah so um again because we are um because our larger culture doesn't reflect that to us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, it is like it's um it's necessary for mm -hmm. for a woman to to um, when jordan hall said something about his wife embodying the feminine she, mm -hmm. he said something oh she really embodies the feminine and, and i was thinking about my own journey and i mm -hmm. and i thought it's something that's so it's just natural for us but it's not and then we have to learn how to embody the feminine mm -hmm. and i went on the same similar journey or yep. what mm -hmm. i imagined so so there's women you know uh, so jane collins my teacher in australia she mm. learned from a woman that um, has already passed called Janine mm. Pavati Baker and mm -hmm. but I also but and then there's teachers in England there's a lot of pioneers that I'll mention mm -hmm. here because it feels important you know there's Lara Owen and Alexander Pope and Jane mm -hmm. Bennett and mm -hmm. women that have been doing this for like 30 years mm. and they've been doing it the feminine way they've been doing it like underground that they've been you know James says in a beautiful way like waking the world up a birth at a time a birth at a ah. time you know, it's just gentle, gentle, a breath mm. at a time. And lots of midwives that sit with her and I have goosebumps now. They're really, they're not the necessarily the eloquent way or the um, mental mm. uh, mm -hmm. women that engage with the mind. And then they go back to the hospital system and mm. they don't, they, they don't even, they challenge it just their own quiet ways, just by, mm -hmm. by going into the ward of a, of a, uh, of a little baby that's separated from the mom and just, and just holding it in love mm -hmm. and and in in um in the sacredness of like mm -hmm. you know the soul was just born like because mm -hmm. in the hospital we forget all that you sure. know about birth and death and and this um so these women have been doing um work for a long time mm -hmm. in in the in the shadows and you know and i i a while ago maybe that's around five six years ago i wanted to make a documentary about it i was so like mm. oh, make a documentary about it so i i, part, I partnered up with this filmmaker and mm -hmm. and um we were interviewing so we interviewed some of these women which are friends mm. and teachers and and i went on the streets and i of um of sydney harbor where mm -hmm. there's a lot of um international students and people of all ages and cultures mm -hmm. And I just spent a whole day there interviewing people about the menstrual cycle and menopause. And, and I'll just go in, can you, can you just tell me about, what do you think about menstruation? What do you think? Wow. And it was almost as if I said a bad word. Like mm -hmm. people would cross the street. Mm -hmm. People would cross the street. Men would take their wives away. It was, <laughs> it was so dramatic. It was just so mind blowing to me. And it was mind blowing that 
uh, the best, um, mm. not the best, not, not the best, but the best frame that I got at, mm -hmm. on that day was a woman saying, I've been quite lucky. I didn't have any problems. And I thought that day something landed for me because that microcosm mm. in which I was, I was being held by, which are these teachers and these women, they were nurturing this wisdom in us. And then I was teaching other women, they were teaching other women and we were doing that. Mm. And, and when I saw the discrepancy, mm. I was just like, no, we're not lucky because we don't, we're just not suffering. We like the, the, the depth of beauty that we are not experiencing, we're not even allowed to experience because our minds don't even understand that's possible. Right. That's, um, that's sad. That's so, sad. And, and I don't think that only women miss out because, and that's a part of what's, um, what's uh, moving me to to start mm -hmm. you know coming out of my of my private little sphere where of trust and coming and speaking more or writing and it's because you know like um uh, the um the the everything everything mm -hmm. that is created from a place that doesn't include how we birth children mm -hmm. how we how how mm -hmm. that beautiful aspect and mm -hmm. sacred aspect happens and then how we you know if you're in, mm -hmm. uh, next to somebody that's dying mm. so for me i experienced that space in birth and death right and it's deep and 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 the women's mystery so the whole mm. the whole and any menstruation mm -hmm. it it reminds you of that depth of mm. of death because in the menstrual cycle you're dying to to thought to mm -hmm. ideas of yourself Mm -hmm. And that dies, that your, your consciousness, it's almost as if my, because now I'm so present to it, what happens mm. is that I'm, I don't fight it. And when I don't mm. fight and I don't think I'm doing anything wrong and it's negative mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I can just be in the beauty of it, what happens is that my creativity is a completely different creativity. Mm. It's like I'm putting my tentacles out into the world and I can sense and I can feel mm. And like in the magic uh, mm -hmm. structure mm -hmm. that's so alive. Mm. And I'm like, imagine if men and women were creating from a place in which women create from, they source mm. their creativity and their beauty and their wisdom and mm -hmm. their books and their financial mm -hmm. models and their, mm -hmm. from both, from men that can, um, can be more linear because they are more mm -hmm. linear in their, mm -hmm. you know, in their cocktail, hormonal <laughs> cocktail simplest. <laughs> simpler <laughs> and <laughs> exactly and and you know there's this book called the um i think it's the female brain and the male mm. brain or something mm. and i'm gonna misquote her but just i'm gonna mm -hmm. just it's just the essence of what she says she says something like men uh move are moved by the weather and women are the weather mm. so just this acknowledgement that i trying to be linear is killing me mm -hmm. <laughs> it's killing my creativity it's killing mm -hmm. my expression and i don't want to right. live like that and i want my daughters i have two daughters and mm. i want them to live from a place in which the whole of them is okay the whole mm. of them is beautiful which is the whole cycle and it cycle. is the descent mm -hmm. and it is the that I'm more introspective now and I'm coming out of my cave and I have offerings to give and I come back and men don't have that. And it's beautiful mm -hmm. because then we can create in, 
we can weave in a different way, but us trying to fit into this model of reality, yep. it's just shutting the feminine down in such a profound way that I, you know, like uh, Charles Eisenstein says mm. about the irritation of the bleeding womb. Mm. And he says, we, we need more of that in the world. Mm. And I think that's like, that's what arises for me. It's mm -hmm. not anger. I'm not mm -hmm. moved by, I'm just going, it's, no, right. <laughs> it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's more, it's more, um, to me, it's more scary mm. to keep living like that than mm -hmm. to speak. Ah. So that's when, mm. I, when, no, that's when I made the decision to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to, to share. I'm super glad that you did. What can you put it, you know, um, when you use the words masculine and feminine, uh, mm. and sort of these forms and energies. Mm. Mm. Um, do particular sort of frames come to mind or ways of being that you really see as sort of the signature, you know, uh, dialectic between masculine and feminine energies or the things you really hone mm. in on in that regard? Um, well, like the pathologized masculine and feminine mm -hmm. or the he or, you or, know, like, or you I mean, like linear. So one thing that's really interesting is linear yeah. versus cyclical, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yes. I mean, you know, and, and I absolutely think that ever since really uh, traditional cultures and civilized cultures and then particularly modernized cultures, we just turn time linear, you know, and yes, mm -hmm. we notice the seasons and yes, we notice the moon, but basically every day, you know, we mm -hmm. give ourselves a little bit of a cyclical week and, you know, but, basically no time is this linear progression mm -hmm. but many cultures especially oral indigenous cultures do not mm -hmm. think about time in that regard they think about time as a cycle you know uh, yes. and that's every bit as reasonable uh, a frame to represent the transition uh, the unfolding of nature in cyclical ways and so that that broad metaphor is just one example then of thinking about you know mm -hmm. so masculine's more time linear uh, yeah. It's more logical and mental. We talk, you know, in certain ways, although we can, you know, we can wonder about that. So I guess my, my question was, yeah, do you, mm -hmm. do you have, you know, uh, Jungian archetype <laughs> animus and a mod? Do you have any other particular you know, things that speak to your way of framing you know, there's that? There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, things that have, I keep saying informed, but I think maybe mm -hmm. it's really alive for me now. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, even the concept of, so Marion Woodman, which was um, a Jungian um, analyst and she passed, mm -hmm. but she was really, she's one of these um, almost matriarchs of the feminine, but mm -hmm. also there's Pat McCabe and she's, a, she's an uh, indigenous woman that bridges mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the, the indigenous cultures with, because indigenous cultures, you don't even need to frame as masculine and feminine. I, mm -hmm. I make a point of doing it because because it feels important to say that because it's missing. But at some mm -hmm. point, if we honor it, then mm -hmm. it's, we, we, uh, I don't need to split it as right. um, binary, you know? Yep. But, um, but for example, um, and I do agree with you, in the mythic, in the, um, from, uh, from Gebza's, you know, if I can mm -hmm. try to quote him a little bit. Sure. You know, the mythic, so you have the, the magic, which is connectivity and, and um, and I mean, because the developmental models these days, I think they don't do it justice. They, mm -hmm. it, they always equate the myth mythic magic with less than. 
Right. Less well, you get the hierarchy. The, yeah, the you hierarchy. get a hierarchy and you have childlike. That's like a child. And actually, mm -hmm. when you see indigenous people and the connection they have with the land and the connection mm -hmm. they have with the with the river and the connection they have and how they sense into things, that's the magic. And the mm -hmm. mythic brings the, the, the cyclical aspect of it and the and the the reverence to the goddess and the reverence mm. to the fertility of the earth. And mm -hmm. so that's, I think that's, uh, I'd call the feminine and the mental, the mental comes after that. And if we transcended and included mm -hmm. um, the other stages, which I don't think is a mistake because evolution does its thing, but um, this disconnection, this, this idea that the mental can be born out of the depth mm. of the mm. magic mythic and mm -hmm. like it's so it, it just unplugs itself it, it, mm. um it's like one of my teachers philip shepherd it's become a friend as well he talks about it's like coming he says when you come from the pelvic bowl you know your your awareness rests deep in the pelvic bowl so when i'm when i have my period when i'm menstruating my awareness is in my pelvic bowl mm. and and when awareness sits deep in the pelvic bowl, mm -hmm. then I can't look at a tree and I can't, it doesn't make any sense to, to relate to the abstraction of a tree, to the name tree. I'm relating to its, mm. to just, it's just relationality. It's just, there's no solid ego structure from that place in consciousness. Right. And yes. when the mental comes, Mm -hmm. And if the mental is grounded in that, then it's beautiful because mm -hmm. you bring you bring the depth into consciousness, and you make and you take perspective, and it can mm -hmm. you can um, mm -hmm. birth different things. Right, but, right, right. but then, if you don't have the grounding of that, you know, my uh, Philip gives this example of it's like going to the moons, like when the first astronauts. Um, it's like going to the moon, and you know, you can take perspective on the earth and you look at the earth and you're like, oh, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then instead of coming back to the earth, which is the body and, and living life from mm -hmm. that place, integrated place, you actually just stay taking perspectives on perspectives, on, just stay circling right. the earth forever. Mm. And, and that's problematic because obviously mm -hmm. that doesn't ground, um, that doesn't ground us in reality. So yep. when I, um, today I woke up a friend of mine uh, just shared with me you know um what's happening in afghanistan today yeah. and i was just about to come you know 15 minutes before this call and i noticed like a deep emotion arising for me and and mm. grief and pain and she, and she said to me oh, i'm sorry you know i i'm i brought this up now and i said mm. no that's perfect this is mm. perfect because actually there's there's still a part of my mind that was still trying to show up in a certain way and now mm -hmm. it's going to be impossible because mm. i'm in my body and i'm in the pain of mm -hmm. living in this time that we're living and i mm. feel that i don't want to be divorced from my pain and mm -hmm. and when even when um i think it was jim rutt he came to rebel wisdom um mm. in one of these calls and mm -hmm. and he was speaking about twitter and mm -hmm. he said something like if people criticize me you know I don't care. Just criticize them. But I don't remember exactly how the, he phrased it. But it I can imagine like how that. Jim Rutt might phrase it. <laughs> you know, it was something like that. And I was with that. And I thought that is, you know, it serves him and it serves a certain way of being. And, and it's maybe it's the masculine bound, boundary, masculine, mm -hmm. or, um, you know, I'm going to do my thing no matter what. And 
And I was just saying, just reflecting, and I, and I thought, I don't wanna engage in this way. I wanna engage in a way that I'm permeated and I'm affected by reality oh. and I'm penetrated by reality. And, mm -hmm. and I wanna speak from that place. And it means mm. that I might get hurt because oh. the way of engagement in the, the world we have created is a way that um, it's almost a space that if you don't have a strong ego structure or if you're completely disconnected from the body or if you either you have a lot of self-confidence or yep. I don't know or or yep. or some people might be also like if, if you see politics or whatever you can have a more narcissistic way of being and mm -hmm. so it's just um we've been valuing those things and and we've been um and I think it's it's time that we value both you know it is it's it's time that we we value when when Daniel Schmartenberger talks about we've created a culture in which a whale is more valuable outside the ocean than inside the ocean. Mm -hmm. So you know that's that's not okay. Mm. <laughs> that's not okay. Mm. And I think that the feminine reminds us of what's okay and what's not okay. And I think it's really important in all these conversations that we've we're having. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, I think I. Mm. I agree. I think it's super important. Um, how do you have senses about what is needed to ensure, obviously there's this, you know, it's having conversations like this or whatever. Mm. <clears throat> but one of the questions that I um, see is, well, you know, I'm on my own journey. Um, you know, I definitely, what I, part of at least what I have to offer is the intellectual side. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've certainly honed that and sharpened that. And then I'm networking with lots of intellectual men <laughs> in that regard. And that's fine. I don't feel the need. I'm, I'm conscious of that, but I'm also in many different spaces. Mm -hmm. But I am very interested. That's why I definitely wanted to have this conversation and also get your take on this as well. I think these conversations are very important, but they're very abstract. They're very um, heady. They're very, mm. they're not. Uh, or they're in danger from being disconnected from connected embodiment. And so mm -hmm. we need this perspective to make sure the dialectic is held. Um, mm. What in your sense as in terms of the game A to game mm. B transition or what this, all of these rebel wisdom, stoa, meta modern communities mm. are doing, how do we ensure that the feminine um, mm -hmm. is well represented and embodied in this process? Hmm. 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 to be with this question um no i'm gonna answer by giving an example of um when i um when i started engaging in these spaces i engage with a lot of women and hmm. and i asked them you know like would you speak in a recorded video too would you and hmm. and i could see the resistance so it's how we started our conversation it's it's almost like the felt experience of it like mm -hmm. to me how i can describe is like a turtle mm -hmm. belly up mm. in which you can mm. be pierced through because if you show your feminine you're going to be pierced through you know like for example i'm here with you and i trust you so i'm i'm in openness and and the there's more of me that is allowed that i allow to sh to show because of this mm -hmm. now if i was um having this conversation in a space in which i needed to to prove myself, mm -hmm. uh, which a lot of women um, 
do in their own lives and context, whatever. Sure. What ignites is a fight and flight. So you have mm -hmm. the, the fight feminine. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't care, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or you have the collapse. Mm -hmm. So you have, you know, if you understand, polyvagal theory was actually really good for me to understand as well. Mm -hmm. When he talks about the dorsal vagal collapse, mm -hmm. I go, the feminine as a being is in dorsal vagal collapse in one mm. way. And mm. some women are coming out of it in fight and flight. So they're fighting their way out of it. But what happens is that we forget the feminine then mm. we, we, to bring it up. So mm. what I do think is, I think this type of conversation um, is one way of, mm -hmm. of um, sure. making it okay. Because it mm. may, make, because more, more people that we see messing up or being oh i'm not quite eloquent today um that's why when i said yes to you i'm saying yes to more conversations because mm. sometimes people project on me oh but you can do that because you're you can speak or you can i'm like no i can speak some days some days <laughs> i can't and i'm gonna speak in the days that i can't as well mm. because it's it's important that um that this unraveling of the human you know everybody that is speaking in abstract ways a lot of people have wives and daughters and friends and they understand what it is to be a human mm -hmm. and a messy human. However, this is not shown here. So mm. there is a lot of um, projection on what genius is, on what mm. brilliance is, on what mm. intelligence is. And I'm like, well, we need to deconstruct that together mm. because then what happens is that, you know, if you have... Um, um, let's say a mental construct or, or, or an idea of what, I have these images of like, you know, power. What, mm -hmm. How does it look like? So power, mm -hmm. like there's a lot of mostly white intelligent men, mostly, mm -hmm. not all, or women that engage well in the masculine, women mm -hmm. that can speak well or have very good minds and can function in, in this world and they feel validated by this world. So these women are there and mostly men. And um, then there's a lot of other folks that mm -hmm. we need for game B. We totally, mm -hmm. we need the poets, we need the musicians, we need mm. the people in the fringes, we need the people that can speak eloquently, we, we need them. And, and then I, I even, um, Charles mm. Eisenstein came to a talk in Rebel Wisdom and I, was, I, I spoke to him about that, mm -hmm. I asked the mm -hmm. question. And he said, but people like these people don't want to sit on the table. And then my invitation is, well, maybe we need to create hammocks and mm. bing bags and, and, you know, metaphorical whatever spaces mm -hmm. of yep. poetry. And so that these intelligences can come together and, and we can source together. Because if we don't source a new educational system, or financial stuff, whatever it is, from this togetherness, it will still be fragmented. But then I have other friends that say to me, they ask me, um, is it okay? Um, do you think that always the feminine that doesn't speak is, is because of trauma? And I'm like, no, that's why it's such a double bind because some actually don't wanna speak. They mm -hmm. actually reside mm -hmm. in that, in that um, I have a lot of friends that go like, I don't even understand what you're interested in rebelism mm -hmm. or you're, why you're interested in game B. It's mm -hmm. just a bunch of heady men. So they, mm -hmm. they put themselves in a place and that they don't even want to engage, which is perfect. Mm -hmm. And they're doing their beautiful work over there. But where I came to notice is that, you know, when 
in the private, when, when let's say in tribes, you know, I live in mm -hmm. Australia, so you have this mm -hmm. Aboriginal land. Mm -hmm. And when you go visit the land, you see women's sacred space and men's mm -hmm. sacred space, and mm. they're separate, right? Mm -hmm. They're separate spaces. Mm -hmm. And the women were, they were um, respected and revered by their wisdom and what they mm. brought. Mm. And, they, and when the private is together with the public, in mm -hmm. a tribe and the men mm -hmm. are doing their thing and, and the, so mm -hmm. the masculine is doing its thing is mm -hmm. it's you know hunting or creating or or go, going out mm -hmm. and um shooting mm -hmm. a an animal mm -hmm. and bring it back so and when the women are taking care and holding and 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 getting the berries or whatever they're and raising the young and everything is held in in sacredness and 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 right. beauty that's perfect i don't mm -hmm. think that um that's wrong in any way mm -hmm. what i think the problem uh, happens is when the private is divorced from the public mm -hmm. so um my little house in my little mm -hmm. context we mm -hmm. all know the power of our women and our friends mm -hmm. and the feminine mm -hmm. you know in my community mm -hmm. where i live and but who is actually making the decisions out there mm -hmm. <laughs> like in politics in the financial system right. out there in the world is not together here it's it's really separate so yep. when that happens when that split from the mind and body is translated mm -hmm. also in our in the way that we create reality mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then it's a problem because if i don't speak if i don't and i was reluctant but now i'm like oh my god if we're not noticing it and then mm -hmm. i mean it's it's not true there's other people noticing it but i'm just saying right. in these contexts if this is not spoken I, I think, and I noticed in Rebel Wisdom, again, with beautiful friends that I met, when mm -hmm. I spoke to them, you know, I started a thread saying, can gay be even be possible if we don't integrate the menstrual cycle? Mm -hmm. And the thread was really um, hot. I mean, it had lots of responses from men mm -hmm. and women, and, and then we weaved together. And, and the response, the, the, the felt experience was like, no, we can't, but a lot of men, uh, emailed me separately and some of them said you know you challenged me with your question mm -hmm. because i i felt in the beginning i felt um triggered then i wanted yep. to explore my trigger mm -hmm. and so even that was beautiful because mm -hmm. i was engaging with people that could say that to me that right. could say, instead of them just going like this is not valid they could mm -hmm. say you know to start with was i was triggered right. because that's not true and then they were like no hold on let mm -hmm. me just be with this for a moment nice. and then and then we could explore this together and then what i saw is that um and some beautiful men would say to me they were like i can't believe i missed this how did i miss it <laughs> and i was like well you miss it because you don't have it and mm -hmm. possibly your wife doesn't have it and that's mm. what that's also something that has kept me quiet and other women quiet is because you know i honor the journey of mm -hmm. women and I honor the journey of the feminine. And I don't want women in any way that, that don't resonate with what I'm saying mm -hmm. to feel less than or anything. Okay. It's the construct of our, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, the culture we swim in. Totally. It, uh, it's, a, it's a culture that doesn't um, invite us to live from this place. So mm -hmm. when I, I lived for 30 years, Mm -hmm. completely disconnected from that so i know how it feels and it is possible mm -hmm. it just it's just fuller when mm -hmm. i can it's just mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. there's just more of me 
Mm. And, and I think that if we, if, we, if we all live from a place that what I'm giving you in our relationship here is mm -hmm. more of me, right. then you're going to have more of this relationship and I'm going to have more of you in return. And yeah. I, I want to be able to, to contribute to a world that has more of all of us. And that sure. includes, it's like the transcendent include from integral yep. theory. I say it's transcendent. Y include like y e uh, y i n y include because ah, we forgot nice. the inclusion right, of right. the yin. We're transcending, and then we all have gender problems now. We have all sorts of mm -hmm. things that are fragmenting even more and more and more. Before we include, and we need to to include so we can transcend even more. But we need to include what's being missing. You know. Wow. So that's that's what huh. I. Along. I love that. You include. <laughs> that's I'm not. I'm not. Transcending you include. That's a, a a wonderful frame. Yes, mm -hmm. and um, you know, as I we're getting near the end of the time, I asked folks what their um, sort of thoughts, vision, future for you know for the future is. What's your mm -hmm. sense? What are you feeling into the future in mm -hmm. this regard in terms of things that you're hopeful about or scared about or uh, wondering about or uh, along those lines, what's the, what's sort of the arc of the horizon for you in this uh, space? Do you have any sense of that? Mm, thank you for the question. I um, So I'll just give you this paradox also that I've uh, been with, just with these uh, friends that I'm staying with now, mm -hmm. uh, where, where um, um in lockdown <laughs> so uh, i was gonna be home but i couldn't go back home so anyway I'm, I'm somewhere else and um this friend mentioned the the billionaire um race to space the space uh, race space you know? race yeah okay. the space race and um and the, so i was so i researched to see i hadn't i hadn't seen the 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 I hadn't seen the the space, mm -hmm. the, the shape. big phallic rockets <laughs> going off exactly. in the space. <laughs> and to me, that was such a a beautiful but sad illustration of what's what's happening. It's like we have in this moment women desperate in Afghanistan. What mm. was happening, and we also have and men and everybody that stands for a different way of being. And we have the, the depleted mind, the abstract mind wanting to escape the pain of the earth by going somewhere else. And we are trying to do that by going to our own minds disconnected from the body. We're trying to not feel. And I'm, and I'm hopeful that if we start being more connected to our bodies and minds, I am hopeful for a future mm -hmm. because, you know, this conversation, the spaces that we navigate your list serve game game b rebel wisdom there are lots of beautiful um it is more masculine but it's beautiful minds more integrated minds and these minds um received me in my feminine i could show myself to these minds without feeling threatened and i trust the more and more um women and men and that aspect of of reality is going to become more and more visible and then together with these you know incredible beautiful people that are in this meta uh sense making space i i i am hopeful mm. for for um but i think it requires 
all of us to show up and that's um, in whatever way, in whatever way we want to show up. And it requires our, it's almost like a Orland Bishop talks about the initiatory, like, like initiation, it requires a death. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and that's part of this conversation with you that feels that a part of me needed to die, which mm. is the part of me that was cozy and protected mm-hmm. and anonymous. Mm. And it was the sacrifice. It was, it, it was um, like I said before, it was, it, it's more, to me, it's more painful to see us creating from a split mind and not do what I can, mm-hmm. what's in my power to, mm-hmm. to do my bit to integrate right. that than not. So uh, yeah, um, I am, I'm hopeful because I see a lot, lots of beauty in the spaces where we reside together. And I trust that we can create beauty together i trust in the i trust in the beauty of the human i trust Ah. so i um and i think when we are in our bodies and in our hearts Mm -hmm. i trust and in our minds i trust Mm -hmm. what we can create so yeah beautiful that's the i I love that it's a wonderful place to bring us to here as we wrap up i mean i uh, as a in therapy i just look what's the body the heart Mm. the mind the spirit coherent integration Mm. across that and then with each other across our past toward our future and it Mm. is that holistic integration that if we're able to find it uh we'll Mm. be able to flourish in and i think you just laid that out in a a really brilliant and profound way i deeply thank Mm. you for that no thank you greg it's um, beautiful and special um sharing space with you yeah Mm. Well, I'm really glad you decided to come out and let that part of you die and share your voice. And, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're exploring here. And I appreciate the the vision, the courage, the beauty of it all. It's been really great uh, talking with you. And I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on and and sharing uh, all of yourself with us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Big love. All right. Big love. Take care.